Hello and welcome, Hello and welcome to, to episode 155 of Aussie Tells All. Welcome back, David Jr. on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Um, so what did you think of last week's games between ND State and Creighton? They were excellent. <clears throat> the Creighton game had me on the edge of my seat for the whole game. Yeah, I agree. And you now the first half, you know, um, you know, Creighton had a hot start, three point. They could have missed a shot, and then they cooled down in the second half. But then, your thoughts on that overall, as well? It's to be expected. Um, most jump shooting teams are gonna lose their legs as it gets later and later in the game. Yep. Um, and we did a good job of keeping uh, keeping up what we do best as far as working the ball inside and uh, hitting the open threes when we needed to there in the second half. And we did good by getting their big men in foul trouble. Yeah. That, uh, that helped out a lot. Well, absolutely it did. Um, now, the Zags did lose um, Crandell for a while with the broken wrist or hand. Uh, how big of a loss is that for the Zags right now? It's going to be tough because he was supposed to spell Perkins so that Perkins wasn't handling the majority of the ball handling duties. Yeah. Um, and we noticed that as soon as Perkins left in the Creighton game, that uh, Foster can't run the offense. Right. And uh, with the loss of Crandell, do you think Perkins has to play almost the whole game, almost the whole game on right now because of, of the lack of uh, breaking from uh, Mr. Foster? It'll depend on what the score is looking like. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have a comfortable lead at the time, he'll be able to sit some sit some time. Um, but if we're losing or in a close game, yeah, he's going to be playing unless he gets in foul trouble. Yeah. I guess NDSU, the Zags, had six players in double figures. What do you make of that right now? That was wonderful. That's uh, that's what you call balanced scoring. Yeah. Um, it was it was excellent. Uh, everybody in the starting lineup scored double figures. And then Petrosev off the bench. Yeah, nice little uh... – Combo flutter, you might say, for the Zags, bringing it out a little bit. Absolutely. And Petrosev's getting better and better each game that he plays. He sure is. That's good to see. Um, how does this team compare to finals team between Rui, Snacks, Tilly, and Clark? And who goes to NBA and who stays? Well, Rui's going to NBA. Um, Tilly is going to leave after this season, yep. of course. Yeah. Snacks. Uh, if he keeps up on the 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 trend that he's on right now, he'll probably leave. Okay. Um, but Kispert's still going to be there. Yeah. Um, and Clark Clark's going to still be there for uh, for one more year. Yeah. And I think Corey has 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 the best game of the year with 17 points. Your thoughts moving forward with Corey Kispert? He, he did excellent. He was very accurate from the three-point line. It's amazing what happens when he squares his shoulders yep. and goes up and down as opposed to fading away or coming off a dribble. Yep, I agree. And um, a little NBA real quick from Matt. Um, who are your MVP candidates right now? And are Clippers for real? And which team has the best shot knocking off the, of the, off the Warriors this year? Clippers are for real in, a, in an aspect that – They'll make the playoffs, but they're not going to go far in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, MVP candidate is still Giannis. Still Giannis, yeah. Um, yeah, nobody's touching him at the moment. Yeah. Um, and as far as somebody knocking off the Warriors, yeah. Once the Warriors get Demarcus Cousins back, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, Brandon Clark had five blocks versus NDSU. Do you think you're gonna smash Austin Day's blockers out of the window? Oh, absolutely. Um, he he showed what kind of presence he has. He blocked a shot, uh, uh, blocked two shots there in uh, in the Creighton game towards the end, and then forced a uh, ugly ass runner <laughs> uh, once they got the offensive rebound because he was he was in the vicinity. Yeah. Where would you rank Creighton as a home court advantage in the country? Creighton's got a great home court advantage. Yeah. Um, it's an NBA size arena. Oh yeah. They pack. It's loud too. Yeah, um, being in Omaha, there's not a lot to do there. So. <laughs> right, exactly. It's Saturday morning at fucking one o'clock, they're gonna they're gonna pack the building. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now the Zags really turned it on second half and showed their res- resilience. Um, how good of a first road victory was that for the Zags? We needed that. Um, being a true road game, we needed to be kicked in the mouth and seeing what the team can do. Yep. And Zach really put the Zags on his back second half. Why can't he do that for a full 40 minutes? It's a matter of confidence with him. Um, as goes with a lot of pure shooters, yeah. they have to get those easy buckets to go first mm-hmm. to make the basket bigger for him. Yeah. He, he checked way too much there at the end. Yeah. And you could tell F- uh, Few was getting pissed off at him, but he couldn't <laughs> yeah. take him out of the game. Yeah. Um, I was just—I was going to ask you next. Actually, going to ask you that uh, down the stretch, he was forcing some shots, and he wasn't too—he wasn't too pleased with his effort. Your thoughts on uh, his late, his late his late shots? I was there. pissed at it. Yeah, um, he definitely was shooting shots that he shouldn't have uh, been shooting. Yeah, um, we got out of the offense there at the end. Yeah, um, and allowed them to keep a close, uh, a close match on us. Right. And with Josh Perkins had 13 points, 10 assists versus Creighton. And over the last two games, he's had 23 points, 19 assists. I'm turn over your thoughts on playing Josh at a high level right now for Zach. He, he is playing smart basketball right now. Yeah. Um, he's, he's distributing the basketball before looking for a shot. Uh-huh. If he's open, he's taking it. And more often than not, he's uh, getting to the basket and doing something with it. Yeah. As opposed to last year where he was just sitting out along the uh, three-point line for the most part. Right. And follow-up question to that is um, Josh is looking for his shot a a lot more than he has last year. Does he need to be more aggressive right now? He's going to be more aggressive in the aspect if we are struggling to get points. Yeah. Um, Because he's got a – he's got a – get that uh um that nigel uh that nigel killer instinct when we need a basket he needs to be the one to go get it for us yep yep and what do you think Rui ceiling is right now (laughs) (laughs) i i i I told this to you on the first podcast oh did you i must have forgot Um, that yeah Rui's um Rui's uh potential yeah is a uh, poor man's version of the Greek freak. The poor man's ver- okay. I'll take that any time. You know, that'd be a fantastic comp. 
for Mr. Rui now. This is from myself here. Um, do you think Dan Munson is a good coach? He leaves Gonzaga, has mild success elsewhere. Do you think he was the main reason the Zags went on the first national run in March Madness? I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Uh-huh. Uh, Few is a great coach. Yeah. He, he puts the right players into the system that works for him, mm-hmm. and he makes it work. Um, I wouldn't say Munson was a bad coach because right. he, he led us to that very first uh, – the first one in that run. Right. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say he's, he's uh, not the reason for that because – he was just an assistant at the time. True. And follow up with this coaching wise, um, do you think Tommy Lloyd will leave for another job, or do you think he's going to wait his turn and wait for a few to uh, get sit down, whatever that is? It depends on what job he gets offered. Yeah. Whereas, uh, was it Leon that left Leon, San Diego? Leon, Leon Rice. Yeah. Is he yep. the left for San Diego? Oh, Bill Greer. How's Bill Greer? Yeah. So for schools like that, I, do, I doubt Tommy leaves. Yeah. If he gets offered uh, a power five school position. Gone. I can see him leaving. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is for Matt as well. Um, would you rather hear Drake Heister or Bill Walton on a, on a call? Heister. Game? Heister all day. No contest. Heister. Yeah, I agree. Heister's not going to go on a five-minute ramble on about fucking biking in Hawaii. (laughs) True. Yeah, (laughs) I agree with that. And uh, we are are eight games into the season. Um, Who has surpassed your expectations and who has somewhat let you down a little bit? Um. As far as letting me down, mm-hmm. I would say Crandall let me down. Yeah. Uh, surpassing expectations, Patrusev. Yeah. Okay. Just because of uh, how big of an impact that he has when he does come in the game. Yeah. As far as getting rebounds, being a defensive presence. Yeah. Um, he he altered. He may not be the best on ball defender. Yeah, but he he contests the shots at a very good rate without fouling. Yeah, and he makes them think about it when uh, when they go up and shoot. Exactly. Um, we have a few NBA questions here. Um, where do you think Anthony Davis and KD will end up next season? Well. Uh, there's rumors going on right now about Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers for yeah. uh, Lonzo Ball and <laughs> Brandon Ingram. That's it. Hmm. Uh, well, of course, there's going to be uh, uh, draft picks involved. Right. There's okay. also talk of a third team being involved. Yeah. Uh, one that I'm hearing right now is Orlando. Orlando Magic, huh? Yeah. Um, the trade would be uh, draft picks, Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram. And uh, Nikola Vujicic. Oh yeah, there you go. To New Orleans. Uh huh. Anthony Davis and Alfred Payton coming to the Lakers. Oof. And then uh, Contavious Canwell Pope. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Going to. Uh, going to Orlando. Oh, there you go. Because um, he's in a yeah. he's in one year one year deal. 
took. That'd be a nice half space for him. That'd be a nice deal. How about Kevin Durant? Uh, Durant's going to probably sign. Uh, it depends. Yeah. He's leaving the Warriors um, yeah. after this year. That's that's guaranteed right now. Oh, really? Uh, he's either going to go to the Lakers and play with LeBron. Yeah. Or he will probably end up going Brooklyn, Washington area. Brooklyn? Like the Nets? Yes, like the Nets. Oh, God. Oh, it's awful. Um, do you think this is the last year of the Great Warriors run? No. Warriors, no. as long as they keep uh, Clay, Draymond, and Steph all yeah. together, yeah. they'll be able to be in the running every year. Okay. And uh, what NBA team is one to look out for next couple of years on, on the rise next couple of years? Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, that's one I was thought of as well. And Denver as well, too, I thought. Well, Denver's already yeah. in that they're, that they're good. Yeah. Um, the Nets could also be players in the future. Yeah. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's turning into quite a nice player. Yeah. Um, Dinwiddie. Yeah. Good player. Yeah. Um, they just got to find some stability inside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, where do you see Zion fit, fitting in, in in the NBA game? Well, he's going to have to learn to shoot a jump shot like LeBron had to go through. Yeah. Uh, but he is okay. fast. Uh, no. Okay. Bring a podcast. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Oh, sorry about that, man. You're fine. He's uh he's fast, so he's gonna be able to drive by uh, yeah. people in uh, uh, people in the NBA. He's gonna be able to drive by them. He's got the power to uh, if he gets bumped, he's gonna be able to finish. Yeah, but he's gonna have to develop a consistent outside jumper, just like LeBron had to go through. Yeah, and if Rui continues at this high level, how high do you think he'll get drafted in the lottery next in the oh in yeah the, in the summer? Yeah, he's a lottery pick. Um, yeah. It depends on um, what trajectory he takes. Yeah. So nothing really is going to matter during conference season. Yeah. Because he's playing against inferior opponents. Right. He's going to demolish whoever he plays. Yeah. Um, they're going to look at his body of work in the out-of-conference schedule. Uh-huh. And what he does in the tournament. Okay. That's what they're going to base the season off of. Yeah. Um, so he could go top 10. Uh, anywhere from 7 to 10. Yeah. Um, or he can go anywhere from 12 to 15. Oh, there you go. So that's not bad. I mean, it's right, right in there. Um, speaking of the WCC a little bit, um, are you surprised that St. Mary's is 4-4 and four and LMU is 8-1 and one right now? I mean, everybody's surprised that LMU is 8-1. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Not, they're, they're surprised they're 8-1. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, St. Mary's is going to have a drop-off. They lost some talent last year. Yeah. Uh, everybody forgets how good Nar was. Yeah. Given Nar, yeah. Yeah. Emmett, Emmett was a good player for them, and he controlled the offense. Yeah. So, that that's going to be a, a, a big thing for them. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, they're... BYU is going to be the, the game that we need to worry about because BYU has been yeah. a rival to us than, than anyone. Yeah, exactly. We've pretty much owned the, the St. Mary's matchups. Yeah. Um, but BYU we constantly have problems with, especially on senior night. 
Yeah, I have about four questions left from fans, and I'll be done with you here. Um, what would you? What would be gun? What would be like if Gonzaga would have Mountain West? We could could play the Wolfpack twice this season. Correct. We could play Wolfpack twice this season, but um, we wouldn't be able to have the a lot of the out of conference games that we do. Yeah, we wouldn't have our ESPN package, uh, our ESPN package, where most of our broadcasted there. Yep. I agree with that. Also, he asks, um, San Francisco is probably the second best team. I'm not sure about that, but in WCC behind Gonzaga, do you agree? And do you think our team, our team is possibly, I would say San Francisco is easily two or three, two or three. Yep. 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 Um, San Francisco's got, uh, a good young squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they still have Ferrari, don't they? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He he torched us last year, right? Um, so <laughs> yeah, little little white white guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, he asks, uh, when it's a hundred games or a thousand games, are you confident Gonzaga wins more than more or less against Duke on neutral court? On uh, against who on a neutral court? Uh, Duke. I would say. Uh, this squad versus their squad, yeah, out of a hundred games, yeah, it's going to be in that forty-nine to fifty-one percent, yeah. But even then, basically, yeah, it's it's an even yeah. matchup between us and Duke. Yeah, they're very close to talent for sure. Um, and also, he asks, do you think the national media thinks Gonzaga is getting lucky, or do you think they are legit number one um, team right now? Well, they think we're a legit number one team with uh, the number of first place votes we got. Right. Um, it increased after our win against Creighton. Yep. So Kansas, we had one more first place vote than they did. Yeah. Now yep. we have, I think, fifteen or sixteen more first place votes than they do. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, also, the last thing I have for him is uh, to add to the question. We always have someone say something similar like, can we please stop acting like Gonzaga deserves number one seed? They play absolutely nobody. What do you say to the doubters? They're always going to say that. Yeah. They, they, they look at the conference we play in and yeah. ignore who we play out of conference. Right. That's how it's going to be every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just have to ignore what outsiders say yeah. and just focus on who we're playing at the moment. Right. And then these last two are for me, actually. Um, we'll close it out here. Uh, what a fun week we have ahead of us tomorrow night in the kennel. We welcome UW. Then Sunday afternoon, we head down to Phoenix to face number seven Tennessee. Your thoughts on those uh, two games coming up? Washington, we can't sleep on. Right. We can't, game, we can't, we can't be looking yeah. ahead to Tennessee. Right. Uh, Washington can surprise us. Yeah. Um, I was reading something. And I think we've lost the last three or four matchups that we've had on December 5th. Oh, really? Yeah, including getting smashed by Villanova last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There was also a Clay Thompson game. Uh, WSU. Uh, yeah. Where they whooped us. Um, we've, we haven't had the best of luck on 12-5. That's right. So. Uh, Time for a new year. Yeah, we need to uh, we need to focus on the game at hand and not worry about Tennessee. 
Right. Because uh, they have a guard, uh, Jalen Noel. Oh, he's good. 18 points on 57.5% field goal percentage. And the man is a guard. (laughs) I know. He's awesome. I love him. Yeah. So he turns the ball over a little bit. He's got a a one to one uh, assist to turnover ratio. Yep. Uh, but he's he's a scorer. Yeah. Uh, Perkins is gonna have his hands full. Norvell's gonna have his hands full. Um, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dog fight. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Rough woof. Uh, how about Tennessee on Sunday as well? <laughs> Tennessee's <laughs> the top five team for or top ten team uh, top ten team for yeah. Yeah, they're good, man. Grant Williams is one of the better players in the nation. Yep. Um, averaging 20 points and uh, nine rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. He shoots almost 60% from the field, 80% from the line. Yep. He's a – he's a <laughs> – He's a... going to be a, a finalist uh, right. when it comes to the Naismith Award this year. Yeah, I agree. He keeps it up for sure. Um, and finally – uh, what are your final thoughts going, going into the, the final games here, going, going into the games this weekend? Take one game at a time. Don't focus ahead to the next opponent because you're going to get kicked in the mouth by the opponent that you're playing. Yeah. So uh, they just we just got to play our game. We have to weather some of the storms that these teams are going to put on us. Yeah. Um, we have to stay consistent and not force the issue. Yeah. I think, yeah. Before I let you go, I think the key to our games this week, if we turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over that much, and take advantage of the turn turnovers, they can win win both games. I think pretty handedly. Absolutely, at least. absolutely. Yeah. But we didn't turn the ball over very much against Creighton. True. Yeah, we couldn't stop them from hitting threes. A three point yeah. shot. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. we just have to we have to weather the storm. And um, for God's sakes, crash the boards. Yes. Um, the fucking I, I mentioned that, yeah, in, uh, in last week earlier party, podcast yep. that we were going to have trouble with uh, teams that rebounded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope everything goes well, um, and hopefully we'll be nine and ten and zero by the end of the weekend, and uh, still cracking ass out there. And then we play Tar Heels next week, I believe. In is it North Carolina or is it yeah, somewhere else? It's in Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill, that's a tough place to play. So um, next Saturday, next Saturday, yeah, it's a fun game right there. It's a fun one. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Uh, yeah. North Carolina's had uh, a couple of bad losses so far this year. Yeah, they lost what? What's who's lost on Saturday recently or Sunday? Uh, they lost to Michigan. They got smacked by Michigan. Oh, Michigan's really good. Uh, Michigan yeah. is very good, and then yeah. they also lost to Texas. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. That's, that's a bad loss, I think, right there. Texas. Texas, Texas is a good school. Are they? Yeah, they got a good team. Okay. Kerwin Kerwin Williams is uh, Oh yeah. I remember him last year. Yeah. He he gave us all we could handle last year. So Right. Exactly. All right, man. Well thanks for coming on the podcast. So we'll talk to you next time, man. Absolutely. Take it easy. All right, see ya.